Okay, okay, okay. Yes, I know. Rate, review, and subscribe. I know what to tell them. It's not like I've not done it before. Crikey. Sorry, sorry, I've just excused myself from the bi-monthly billowing helltop board and management meeting. It's all a bit fraught, as you can imagine. Cuthbert's disappearance is still a bit of a sore spot, especially with Burple, who feels rather abandoned. Alessandra is simply refusing to sit next to Buckraft, something about the smell, I think. And, well, those ouch-splintered gems have left a bit of a hole in the budget, and it's having a knock-on effect in our location choices. And don't even get me started on magic distribution. Anyway... One thing we do agree on is our need to be more environmentally friendly. So Bugraft is doing his bit by reducing his carbon footprint. He's avoiding travelling too far in the direction of any combat. Sessions is being conscious of not healing just anyone who asks for it. Parker has promised to keep his questions to a minimum. Burble lives in a bin in the woods, so he's pretty much doing all he can already. From a corporate perspective, we have promised to upcycle at least 20% of the content that hits the editing room floor. So I just need to press this. Go on, please work. 5, 10, 5, 10, 15, 20. 5, 10, 15, 20. Uh, mm, party pooper. Yellow mode has eaten the rogue. Yellow mode has eaten the rogue. Which is why I should never be allowed near garage band or sharp things. It really does help us if you rate, review and subscribe on your podcast app of choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or whatever. So without any further creativity on my part, let's get on with episode 49, Meet on the Ledge. Uncle Buggy won the Wand of the War Mage. Which is really good. Which is pretty good if you cast an yeah. attack spell wait well, well, spells with an attack roll and then he, you lent it to um yes uh, sessions. sessions but then what was anything ever then formalized about that yeah, or was that when how things are Bugraft got the um trident trident the trident of not having to go near the enemy yeah uh, okay cool oh well that's cool it's a bit low well it depends <laughs> how you <laughs> good evening everybody good evening, evening. Yeah. I think the genius of that swap, of course, was I'm not sure I ever won that item, but never mind. Good evening, reader. <laughs> uh, good evening, reader. Your usual place is ready. Dan, uh, Lucas, if you just scooch up a bit. Hello. Squeeze yourself no, in. See, I, you, you know, I, that's why I get here first. Our reader has got to have a place to get sit. A otherwise, seat. they're not going to... Exactly. Otherwise, they're going to sit and listen to us for however long. Where were we? Who's going to do the recap? Can anybody remember where we were? Whose turn is it? It's not my turn. I did it last time. I think... Who did it last time? Me. Or rather, I didn't, but I did. Uh, Haven't we completed the cycle and you've got to start rolling again? Yeah. I'm more than happy to roll to see who has to do it first. Okay, I'm going to roll D10. uh, Going round the table from my left to my right. Rolling a an 8. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. It is... Little buggy himself, it is Johnny. Oh, who's I was worried you were going to say that. Like, <laughs> we all were. I, I'm not joking. I just, I can't quite remember. Didn't do your homework. We did. You didn't. Do I, um, okay. I can, I'll, I'll, get it. I'll save you the your blushes. 
Yeah, yeah. keep it simple. Keep All it simple. Right. So please. we basically we fought the doppelgangers. On the leader of the doppelgangers, we found a note which indicated that there was something in the that that they were under orders, and uh, and it gave a clue to the location of the mind flare, which we think was in the sewers. So we came yes. back to the sewers. And did we possibly go and speak to Marzana in between? Marzana? Is that not the right name? Elegos. The... No, Elegos. Well done. So you see, Marzana, you see. Bon- a bo- bonus or dice is getting ever closer to the <laughs> first um, player to remember anything of our epic story. So this sewer probably links up to the doppelganger gang, gang uh, den. The doppelganger the doppelganger gang, 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 den. It does. Gang, gully, 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 gotcha. <laughs> gang, gang, gully, doppelganger gang, no. You were in the sewers because you were on the trail of this mysterious figure, you think a mind flayer that may have been the puppet master behind the doppelgangers that tried to kill you. And you have found in the sewers an opening into a cavern area that was surrounded by this fungus that Uncle Buggy and a couple of others of you noticed on the feet of a couple of your assailants in the last um, encounter. And uh, Alessandra has, Probe One, has kind of nosed her way into this cavern gingerly started working away across this patch of beggar's gold yellow fungus and discovered that it's mixed with another kind of fungus, uh, yellow mould. Yellow mould. Oh, you don't want to go in there. You don't want to do that. Well, I I already have. So that's a problem because um, she has triggered um, a cloud of spores. Also, at the same time as she did that, the sewer to either side of the rest of you who are waiting outside the cavern went dark both to the east and to the west you're a sort of you've you've come out and you've turned into a, the top of a t-junction so you've got east and west and both both ends are dark you could go back the way you came heading south uh, and then you have uh, another uh, complicating factor which is at the moment that alessandra triggered the yellow spores some kind of magical effect sprang into being around her a kind of purple lilac radiance and she heard the sound of a crossbow, at least one crossbow, or two, uh, being cocked up in the darkness to her northeast, as the as the cavern that she's in sort of tapers down into a little passageway tunnel kind of thing. Right. So, mm-hmm. and where we need to start is so obviously we're dealing with people uh, or something that has got ready to actions. So we've got lots of things to get through before we roll initiative, and the first two things we need to get through are Alessandra's saving throws. So. Paul, yes. Where would you like to start? <laughs> would you like to start with saving against the yellow mold spores, or would you like to start with saving against the weird magical effect? Let's start with the spores. Okay, let's start with the spores. So, uh, you need to make a Constitution save, DC fifteen, please. Uh, and I, I don't think I'm um, being melodramatic when I say that you need to make this. best make it. Really want to make it. Oh dear, that's not good. Um, can I just say three words right now? Shit on it. <laughs> so that's that's a roll and a half there. Ah. No, it wasn't even half a roll. Yeah. If you've got an ought dice, you, you'll have an ought dice. Mm. I have an ought dice. Can I use my ought dice? Yes, of course you can use your ought dice. You have right. it is just refreshed because we're at the beginning of a new session. So I'll roll this again. I'll roll a mm-hmm. d20 at three. 
<laughs> and there's just no point doing it. Why? Only Even get an worse. 11. So that's a 5, and you could roll a d6, and you're not going to make it. Okay, no, Alessandra, make it. you take the following damage uh, as the spores uh, zap you. Yes. You take 2d10 poison damage. That's the first thing that happens. Um, here we go. It's a total of... Uh, oh, dear. Oh, 10 and oh. 9. 19 points of poison oh, 2d10 2d10 well i am rolling the blue dice you see this is the thing about these dice and then you need you are poisoned alessandra for yeah. one minute oh um you feel like while you're poisoned you may be taking more damage in the future great so you have disadvantage on all attack rolls and ability checks mm-hmm and you feel like the the yellow mold poison has not finished its work on you. That's great. Mm. That is not great. But let's let's not dwell on it. Let's move on to the other saving throw, <laughs> which is much worse. Could you now please make a uh, DC twelve dexterity save, please? Yeah, against this weird effect. A save because I actually rolled a twenty-two. Okay, so you saved, which means that you're not affected or this 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 weird radiance spreads all around you and it seems to cling to everything around you but it you seem you shrug it off yeah glitter dust it's not so much like a kind of glittery effect it's more like a kind of radiant flickery flamey oh i know this one light effect fairy fire fairy fire possibly so it means people <laughs> get advantage when they're hitting yes now uh, but you feel that you shrug that off right now i think that is enough uh, and we should roll for <laughs> right. initiative. Um, and I'm going to roll for me. Let's go around the numbers. So first of all, let's have um, Bugraff. What'd you get? 17 for Uncle Buggy. Uh, Alessandra? Alessandra gets 11. Parker? Uh, five. Oh dear. Okay. Burple? Uh, 14. 14 for Burple. And Sessions? 22. 22 for sessions. From your point of view, session, since you're tucked back down the sewer tunnel, you kind of hear, I don't know what you hear. You kind of, you might hear a kind of sound as the spores are released. You might hear a sort of magic-y noise as the magic was released. Yeah. I, you probably hear Alessandra coughing and, you know, yeah. and obviously in some distress, that's it. Uh, and what do I see left and right where this darkness is uh, materialized? Beauty darkness. Just darkness. Mm. Just darkness. After about looking right, so looking east, there's about mm, 30, 40 feet of sewer passage before it gets dark. Uh, looking west, it's a little bit further. It's about, 40 feet, about 20, 30 feet past the entrance to the, to the cavern, which is slightly offset from where you are. I'm going to um, move into uh, the sewer. Yeah. Well, along the along the along the path, the towpath, pathway, the towpath. And then, how difficult is crossing the? Uh, does crossing the sewer look at the? Um, it doesn't look difficult. The material that is flowing past you. I won't be specific. It's uh, unpleasant. Bugraft, Bugraft is in it up to his chest, I would say. But then Bugraft is only about three foot tall. Um, so it's kind of just under the waist high on Burple, if that. 
I would have said you'd be fine. You could you could jump into it and you could slosh around in it with no with no trouble. I'm going to move up to roughly where Bugcraft is, pass him in the sludge, and land myself on the uh, bank at the other side, into the cavern mouth, and I will. I'm going to uh, invoke duplicity. I'm going to invoke the shadow version of myself. That's my action. Yes. Up near the purple magical effect. Okay, so just of, you can't see Alessandra, but... No, I can't see Alessandra, but I can't get that close. You're going to project yourself, as it were. Closer. Projected image, get closer. Okay. Alessandra, shrinking out of the corridor up to your northeast... Yeah, uh, comes a crossbow bolt. And Thank you. Uh, can you give me a perception check, please? Bear in mind that you're running at disadvantage. Ten. And the second one, well, it's worse. It's seven. You can't make out your assailant. You can see up this passageway to your northeast. Yes, you can see that the the right hand side of the passageway. Mm-hmm. It seems to be like uh, some sort of banking. Like there's a sort of slope perhaps and you think there may be a shelf um, oh, okay up to the right and it's dark up there it's sort of at the limit of your dark vision um whatever is up there that's firing at you you can't make it out but um a, a crossbow bolt um, swoops out of the darkness at you and i roll a seven hitting armor class 14 it's a miss is a miss uh and then you hear a bit of a sort of scuffle and another one arcs out at the same point. Now this, I think I'm going to give you another opportunity to spot your assailant. Can you give me another perception check? At disadvantage. Oh, hello. 26 and 20. There is a figure there. There's a creature. You saw some strange sort of almost purple dark skinned figure figures with very pale hair and loose dark clothing. Uh, accompanying the mind flayer when you were all mm. yes. running for your life. True. It's, it might be one of them. Um, you think it's just effectively up on a sort of perhaps a little cliff about 15 feet up. If the if the passageway roof is about 20 feet up, mm-hmm. this thing is about 15 feet up and it's clearly on a sort of mezzanine or a sort of um, ledge and it's and it's popped itself round the corner and take a shot at you from the shadows. Yep, but you spotted it. Let's see if it hits you. Rolling, uh, uh, rolling another seven, uh, getting a another fourteen, which is another miss. The extent of the uh, the, the yellow mold is—is is it that can I run past Alexandra and try and avoid avoid it? The carpet of yellow fungus on the ground. You're not sure how much of it is the dangerous type and how much of it is the benign type clearly Alessandra has stepped on a patch of the dangerous type so it might be more to do with whether or not you could find a way across that didn't involve um, triggering a, a release of spores rather than having uh, rather than running so fast that you are not affected by them okay so if I moved half speed would I be able to if you move at half speed I'll say you could have a um, an investigation check or a perception check I'm not particularly fussed which is which. I'd say a perception check to kind of navigate your way through and tell one kind of fungus or another, especially since everything's very well lit. All of this fungus is now glowing because of this weird magical effect around Alessandra. Can I hold my breath? Do you think Do you think like covering my mouth is going to make any difference? You might earn yourself advantage on the saving throw. So give me a perception check. 
but I'm a hobbit. I re-roll. That was a yes, one. Yes, a one. Yep. Um, That's more like it. Okay, you can pick your way through the fungus without stepping in an area that looks like the area that Alessandra has stepped on. You think you can pick a I think you think you can determine one type of fungus from the other and avoid the de- the bad stuff. Okay, so I'm just on the the other side of the yellow mold. Okay, so you just make it to the other side of the yellow mold and you avoid all the dangerous bits. Uh, and I'm as a bonus action, I'm raging. Okay, is, is that it for you? Yeah. Uh, Burple. Uh, Burple's going to go invisible. I moved into the room. Uh, you just move into the cave. Okay, and then now we get to Alessandra. Alessandra, what do you want to do? You don't feel very well. Uh, does session have anything that could cure me of this? Well, um, I think so. At the beginning of your turn, first of all, we need to apply some more damage, I'm afraid. Okay. Uh, and that damage is... Don't worry, it's not 2d10. It's 3d10. 3d10. No, it's, it, it's, it's, it escalates by one at oh, a time. It's another, t- <laughs> it's another <laughs> 10 points of damage. I, I don't know what to say. It's, it's Sorry? Just, Sorry, normally. No, I'm not. No, I'm not sorry. I'm I'm delighted, but I just, you know, I'm I'm just a, a, such a amazed well. by the dice rolls. Okay, anyway, it's another ten points of poison damage. Thank you, Alessandra. Now, yes, what would you like to do with your? I'd like to do the same kind of deal that Johnny's done, which is to uh, make my way back uh, across yes. this mold field towards Sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, perception check, I believe. Yeah, you need to make a perception check at disadvantage. Okay. In order to avoid the areas of danger. So first one is fourteen. Would that be enough? Yep. Well, and let's find out. Second one is going to be twenty-five. Yeah, you think now that you've triggered a patch of yellow mold that you can you can tell one from the other, um, and it's very well illuminated by this weird magical effect. So yes, you can at half speed you could pick your way back uh, towards the sewers. Well, I'm going to go and pick my way back towards and stand next to sessions. Okay, fine. Red sessions. Yeah. Red sessions. Alessandra, you get to make another saving throw at the end of your turn against this effect. It's a it's a constitution save, DC fifteen. Constitution save. Oh not enough. Okay. So uh, you're still gonna be poisoned in your next action. I'm just thinking about using my elemental attunement. I can briefly control elemental forces, harmless central effects, uh, light or snuff a camp camp campfire. Mm-hmm. So that must be enough flame to light a square in front of me. Yes, you think you could probably torch one square of, of uh, fungus in front of you, yep. Per round or what? I would have thought per action, yes. I will move up to the first, um, to where the one of the first squares of yellow mould is in the corridor. Yeah. And then I will basically torch the square in front of me. Got it. Okay, so you're clearing a path. Yes. Sessions, round two. How wounded is Alessandra? Alessandra's got 26 out of 55 remaining. Hmm. That's not too bad. That's not too shabby at all. Half. Oh. I keep forgetting that you're all really irritatingly going up levels as a result of... Doing things. Obviously, toll the dying on, um, on Alessandra's not going to work, so I better do something helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it might work if you do enough damage. I don't think I can quite do enough. Um, so instead, I will... Um... Push her into the yellow mold again. <laughs> no. I will instead do, through red sessions, 
lesser restoration on Alessandra, which will um, end one conditional disease, and I think poisoned is the condition. Nice, I love it. So that's why. That's, why, that's why you. That's why you hire a cleric. Okay. That's why you hire? Thank you, Uncle I Buggy. Very much appreciated. It shall be repaid. Uncle Buggy. And I'm actually Quiet, sorry. Uh, I, at the end of my move, I'm going to shuffle five foot further forward. Okay, Uncle Buggy. No, it wasn't your go I'm talking about, Uncle Buggy. I'm talking about your being targeted. First thing that happens, Uncle Buggy, is um, another instance, instance of this, of this um, fairy fire magical effect springs up around you. Okay, do I get a save? You do. Uh, can you make a DC uh, 12 dexterity save, Uncle Buggy? Okay, I rolled a... Nine, uh, an 11. An 11. Uh, okay, you are glowing, Uncle Buggy. Okay. Um, you, sh- you're shedding dim light in a 10-foot radius. Okay. Yep. Um, and then some crossbow bolts uh, shoot out of the darkness uh, from above and to your northeast, up on this, what you can only presume is some kind of shelf or ledge at the side mm. of the passageway. Here they come. The first one, uh, at advantage, it seems to be, Hitting armor class 20. Yes. Uh, so that first one does a D6 plus 4 damage. It does 6 points of piercing damage. And can you make a DC 13 uh, constitution save, please? Okay, I'm because I'm raging, I only take half that. Okay, so 3 points of piercing damage. And then can you make a DC 13 constitution save? 20. Oh, so you absolutely aced it. The second attack. Um, at advantage again. Oh, well, I'm not going to need to roll. Armor class 24. Yeah. So you take another nine points of piercing damage. So uh, in your case, four points of piercing damage. Yeah. And you've got to make another DC 13 constitution save. Um, and then 11. And 11 is not enough. Uh, you are poisoned, Bugraft. You are so you don't take any extra damage, but you are on a disadvantage against in all attack rolls and ability checks. Something nasty on those crossbow bolts. Okay. And it's your turn. Okay, as I move forward, does it look like the glow is following me? It does. You're a happy, shiny person. I'm heading towards whoever's shooting. Right, give me a give me a perception check. Twenty-one. And you're holding a light spell on a pebble, if I remember correctly. So you've got 20 foot. I'm glowing anyway, aren't I? Well, you're only glowing with dim radiance for about 10 feet. But let's be... I'm just going to reveal a little bit more a passageway. Yeah, so you can see a little bit further up. You can see that the passageway that you're going up, which is heading northeast, it seems to turn north. And you can see that it sort of opens out and perhaps there's some sort of divide a little bit further up in the dimness again by then it's the dim light from your light spell so it's a bit difficult to make out the other thing that you can tell is that to your right there is a a, effectively a little cliff and above you there's some sort of ledge or shelf and you can see some figures tucked away they're about 15 feet above you they're in a great position if they're able to pepper you with crossbow bolts from up there on their ledge um i'm going to keep going past them Okay. So I've moved 30, 35, that's one. There's no little staircase or ladder or anything obvious way up. No, no, nothing. Okay, uh, so I'm doing another move action. I keep moving forward. Yeah, okay. Um, 
Yeah, and you can see that this passageway splits out. It looks like where it looked like it was uh, splitting, it is actually uh, dividing around some sort of column or something that's breaking open that's breaking up a a, a broader more open space and you can hear the sound of running water the passageway is sloping slightly as well sloping slightly down as you're uh, as you're um, padding along it and there is a sort of gentle sound of running water it's not a fast flowing stream it doesn't sound like the sewers it sounds like a natural underground little streamlet or brook also ahead of you you can see so you're looking into this chamber as it opens up the extent of the bright light from your light spell you've got some dim light the dim light shows you that this this chamber opens up but you can't make out details but what you can make out not from any specific point is that somewhere up ahead of you there is a sort of faint pale green glow and give me a perception check right Okay, you, it's difficult to say where that's coming from, but it seems to sort of ripple a little bit, this green glow. So it's about a waterfall. Well, I mean, it's, it, it, yeah, that's not a bad, okay, so it wasn't a great perception check, but your What's my 44 years of D&D experience has got you. Yeah, you think that there's something, must be an interaction between whatever pale light source this is and the water in there that means that the, the light is slightly kind of ripply. Anything else from Buggy? Uh, yes. Did I see what creatures were on the ledge? Right. Uh, you could just know. Well, unfortunately, because there is like a sheer fake cliff thing that goes up 15 feet, you're only three foot tall and you're looking up. They're tucked back away. So you couldn't make out more than just shadows. OK, well, I keep moving. So I'm going right round to the, the right branch. Yeah, I can see that. The little yeah. where it splits. I understand. Yes. Um, and you can see uh, as you uh, enter this chamber a little bit further that there is a stream that is leading away from a pool in the northeastern sort of part of this chamber again you can't make out all of it because any you're, hostiles you can't see anything it looks like water is welling up or filling it's like a, maybe a natural aquifer or spring or something that seems to be filling or bubbling up into some kind of pool in front of you you can't see all of the pool you can only see the edge of it this is where the pale green light is coming from by the way and that a stream is running away down past you and off into the rock as this pool empties anything any obvious like little passageway or, or no it looks like that there thing up a, to the ledge you know like a passageway that goes right back round so nothing like that no. to the ledge nothing like that no the the people on the ledge wouldn't be able to hit me where I am at the moment. I've gone around the corner. Yeah, you've gone around the corner. You can't see the ledge or the edge of it anymore. That's right. Okay, all right. That's my go. Very slow and inefficient. No, that's fine. That was a good go. I liked that. I enjoyed it very much, especially the middle bit. Uh, Burple. I'm going to move to the edge of the mould and tie a, a, a rag a around my, my mouth in anticipation of moving across it next round. Got it. Uh, next it is Alessandra. Alessandra, you're no longer poisoned, so you don't take any damage. What would you like to do? Did Sessions take the Wand of Cure Moderate Wounds? Cure Light Wounds, I think it was. Yes, I do have that. It's item. a Wand of Cure Wounds. It's um, oh, one cure wounds. Yeah, charge. Yeah. Depending upon the number of charges you use, it does a different amount of uh, healing. I'm going to ask Sessions politely if I could have some healing, and that's what I'll wait for. Parker, you're going to burn another five foot worth of mould? If I jump over this mold is that going to is it possible for me to um avoid 
if you jump all the way over the mole, then you can't possibly trigger its, uh, uh, yeah. So basically I move 10 feet into that square that I'd cleared. Yes. And then you've got about and another... Then that's 25... 15, 20 feet's worth of mould to get yeah. through. And then I jump to there, okay. right over it. Yeah, I like it. And it's uh, supposed to be one key point. Um, now, when I get to the other side... Um, so now this ledge, can I? do I get a better view of the guys up on the ledge? Can you give me a perception check? Uh, oh, that's a four. That's not going to make it, is it? That's um, you can make out, uh, potentially, you could possibly make out some sort of something that might be a shadow of a person up there. You definitely, even a range attack, you'd be, you'd be attacking at disadvantage. Well, I'll it's give a it a go. Partial obscure. How far away from me are they? Um, let's call it 40 feet. You're basically... Are you trying to produce flame and throw it? Yes. You're basically thirty picking, feet. No, yeah, it's, you're it's out thirty of feet. Okay, so you can't. Okay, fine. Well, in that case, I move up th- on through the passage, following Bugraft, and then to the narrow part of the passage. Yeah, yeah. So you're at the base of this this sort of cliff, as it were, leading yeah. up to the ledge. And have I yeah. got a better view of where these? Crossbow guy. I mean, it's a sheer, it's a sheer uh, wall that's fifteen foot tall, and you're right. standing at the base of it. Yeah, but I mean, so I've now no, not moved really. Forty foot towards them, so they are now they direct. Are they now directly above me? Yes, they're directly above you. You can right. sense them above you. If, if one of them was to lean over, you would be able to see them very clearly. But whilst they're on the ledge and you're on the on the in the passageway beneath them, you can't see anything. Right, that's fine. No, I understand. I understand that now. Okay. And we move on to Sessions on 22 at the beginning of round three. Alessandra's looking at Sessions with slightly pleading eyes. Well, I will... um, I'm not sure whether I can use the one through the alternative Sessions. Um, Well, I doubt it. I think there's something... Anything that's physically has to be physically present, right? The alternative Sessions is just in a... I can cast spells through it, though. Yeah, but you couldn't hit with a sword that the alternative Sessions was pretending to hold. But isn't a one-day spell completion item? I think it might be in Pathfinder. Mm. Could be. The alternative is you move five foot. I think yeah, the one I... has got to be physically present. <laughs> in that case, I'll have to shuffle forward five feet. I'm really sorry to, to cause you such such trouble. inconvenience. I will tap um, Alessandra with the wand. She's becoming very expensive, I notice, in terms of resource. <laughs> I'm just noting that down. It's fine. I'm noting down. I'm noting things down as well. Sessions with this clipboard. Yeah, little notes, little chip. Oh, I've got a little black book. Mm. And I will give him um, uh, two touches with the wand. And what does that give? Yeah. It'll be two d eight plus three. I'm I'm giving giving him a good rodding. Two d eight plus three. Very nice. Thank mm, you very much indeed. Very nice. Sixteen okay, points is... back. Is that it for you, Sessions? No, then I'm going to shuffle on um, into the square that's been um, vacated. I will step cautiously forward for my final two spaces of movement mm-hmm. and make my perception check. check. Um, yep. So, Once you make an advantage, you I know do. full well with your shield of... Uh, so I get uh, 14 plus 2 and 17. 17 is plenty. You can... And pick your way through the, the dangerous stuff. Parker, a dark shadow uh, kind of looms above you, Parker. Yes. 
and you are shot at uh, yeah. from pretty close range from above you. Hitting armor class 17 is not going to be enough, am I right? Yes. And then another one hits armor class... Sorry, that last one hit armor class 19. But anyway, this one hit armor class 17. Still a miss. No, it's a miss. And then a final one uh, hits armor class nothing. Absolutely hopeless. Okay, you hear you hear a voice, a couple of vo- a voice above you go, oh, bollocks. <laughs> um, yes. Bugraft. Yeah. Can you give me a perception check? Yes, I roll a 13. 13. You think you can make out the sounds of some motion, some thing, off to your west. So you've been travelling steadily to the northeast up this passageway that it's opening out into a cavern. You're not, you're not, you think that you might be able to hear something to your west, giving you the impression that this cavern that you're, that's opening up in, uh, to the north of you may open up further out to your west, makes it basically take a big left turn from where you are. And you think you can hear some motion. The other thing, though, is that you just think you picked up a sort of faintest suggestion of a bit of a kind of kind of ripple in this pool just in the cavern in front of you that isn't based upon the normal flowing of the water, like something might have moved in that water. A water weird. Who knows? Am I correct? Uh, who knows? It is your... <laughs> well, well, we're about to 44 years of experience. It is yeah. your action. Um, okay. Right. I'm going I'm going back the other you're way. You're going to go back towards Parker and then... In yeah. Run away! <laughs> no, I'm just going the other way around, the other passageway. Can I jump yeah. over the stream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a, a little two, three foot screen. I am now heading west. Can you... You think this this passageway, op- that, that this this cavern, uh, there's an opening that you think must be a um, that that kind of opens off to your west, as you were expecting from where you could hear some noise. Can I see any hostiles? Uh, not from where you're standing. You just see it open out. You could move a little bit further around, but you're sort of the true opening to your west is obscured by the fact that you're still tucked into that little passageway. Okay, I've moved 35, so now I'm doing another move. I think my rage is probably finished now. Can I see further? I'm going through the little crack. Uh, you can see a cavern that opens up in front of you. Give me a perception, another perception check. 21. It's a, it's a vast chamber that you're running into. It must have a 40-foot ceiling. But you can see that on your right as you're running in, there's like a slope up, like a ramp that leads up to an area to the far right-hand corner of the cave as you're looking into it. So you're opening a big, wide cave, and uh, the most of the floor is at your level, but on your right, hugging the wall seems to be a ramp that leads up. To your left, there is a weird kind of sound and smell, and your perception check tells you that it is, in fact, weirdly, it must be livestock. Like a... Like there might be a the sound of, like, a goat or two. And there's definitely a kind of quite a kind of high, tangy, live, stocky smell. They, it, there are faint patches of moss, slight, very, very dimly glowing moss around you. It, if there's more of it in the cavern, you don't know that it would be glowing brightly enough to actually kind of give you any meaningful illumination. Uh, you can't see anybody. 
but uh, you do hear the sound of movement off in the darkness to your west. So you think you could probably, your light spot's only probably showing you a part of this cavern. There's more. Well, I'll keep, I can keep, I've still got more movement. I'm just, can you, you tell me? Move like, on, yeah, yeah. Well, let's do that then, yep. I'm right going up the slope now. But I'll obviously stop if I see some hostiles. Well, you see some hostiles. As soon as you get to the bottom of the slope, you see a hostile. As you run into the cavern a little bit further, you notice a couple of more things. First of all, to the southern wall of the cavern, uh, there is a, a barred-off passageway. It looks like there's an opening in the southern wall of the cavern, and that's actually been barred off with a sort of railings, like a, like a, like a cell or something, with some kind of gate built into it. You can't see past it into the gloom, but that's what you can see to your south. The slope of the passageway runs up, and as you move into the chamber a bit further, you can see one of these dark purple-skinned figures. It's waiting for you in the gloom, and you reveal it as the dim illumination of your torch covers it. What do you want to do? Um, well, I'm moving around and taking cover around this okay, so sort of side dark, passageway. So you're throwing yourself off to the side. I'm going to give it disadvantage on its shot because you've noticed it. It was waiting, but it's waited a little bit too long. It pings a crossbow bolt at you at disadvantage because you throw yourself at the last second to the side and I've already rolled low enough to mean that I know that I've missed you. So this uh, a crossbow bolt shoots through the, the place you were standing. Definitely get the sense that there are, there's more movement, more things in the in the darkness behind it. And what about this? Can I see a bit further up this little sub passageway that I've jumped down to? Uh, it looks like it's going to lead back round to the main cavern. Purple is going to make his uh, cautious move through the uh, stuff. Yeah, make a perception check to move at half speed for the first few squares. 21. 21, so that's fine. You make it, you're on the other side. You can see with your dark vision, you can see Parker, you can see this passageway. You can see a 15-foot wall up to your right that seems to tip over into a shelf. And I'm thinking that you can probably see... You can see a little bit of the top of that shelf and make out the sort of edges of some dark figures. Uh, Alessandra? Alessandra's going to do the um, move at half speed to a perception check. Rolling a 15. That's good. Good enough. I've got another square to get through, so I'll do another one. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. I roll a one. You basically step on some mould. Great. It's a 10-foot square radius. It just misses Burple, but you need to make a DC 15 constitution save. <laughs> yes. Which you make. Oh, so you're all right. Um, and we move on to... That's two actions. You've got a cunning action if you want it. You're a rogue, aren't you? Yes. Can I see that person there? If you, You've got dark vision. I got dark vision. I can see somebody. I'm going to shoot them. Yes, you can see it's a disadvantage. They're sort of partially obscured. There's a bit of cover going on as well. But you, yeah, you can take a shot at one of these um, shapes that you can just make out on the edge of the ledge. Yeah, edge, edge of the ledge. Well, I'll just take your crossbow shot. Armor class 19 uh, is uh, in total is a hit. I'm rubbish. Five points of damage. Five points of damage. Okay, fine. Well, you don't think that's particularly useful in any shape or change the game, but you've hit something. The first person to do so. You hear Ow <laughs> Parker. How climbable is this? It's a climb check, it's a DC ten climb check, which even you I'm hoping up. 
a nine. Getting a nine. Okay, so you fail to climb. You uh, start trying to climb the, the cliff. Oh, and you don't. God. You don't climb. Hapless. <laughs> embarrassing. Extremely. Again. It's an embarrassing. It's just a huge moment. You're a Hold on. Is uh, there anything I can do to? Yeah, you can have another go with your other move action. Sniggering going on. Do you want to have another go? No, I'm just wondering if there's anything I can use to make my climb less embarrassing. Uh, you can do it under an yeah. assumed name. <laughs> <laughs> you can succeed at it. No. So, second climb. Okay, give it another shot. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> okay, so you spent two... You spent two. You have two attempts at clambering up the cliff oh, where you think there might be some free space. And you of time. Do not meet, reach that free space, um, and you're still where you started. Sessions on twenty-two, the top of round four, I think right. it is. Okay, I'm going to gingerly move through the fungi. Yeah, give me a uh, fungi to be with. Give me a perception check. Uh, ooh. Twelve is enough. No, no, that's that's having two dice together. I actually only get a nine. A nine is not enough. And you trigger. I'm going to use my luck to roll again. Yes, to roll again. Yep. King of three. Uh Don't you roll at advantage again, surely? Are you really rolling... Are you re-rolling one... Uh, You get to re-roll one skill check, or do you get to re-roll one One dice? One D20. Being strictly okay. No, well, that's no good. So you now have to make a constitution save DC 15 as yellow spores are erupt all around you. Eight. Mm-hmm. What does that get you? Uh, well, that doesn't get me yet. 15 by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, well, I'm, yeah, I'm going to roll that again as well. Okay, good. How many luck uses do you I have get? Three luck uses. Okay. Oh my god, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me. Okay. You are in trouble unless you want to use your ought dice. No. Okay. So you take the following uh poison damage. You take a total of four uh you take seven points of poison damage and you are poisoned. Right. That's my move, yeah? That's your move. Right. Uh so that's really annoying, so I'm going to Cast lesser restoration on myself. Yes, removing the poison removing condition. the poison condition. Uh, I'm going to use my uh, bonus action to move the other me, moving across the the mold and up next to uh, Alessandra, Uncle Buggy. First thing that happens is that out of the gloom of the back of this cavern, you can see you've tucked yourself down a little side passage, which means you can't see up the slope where that figure was that took a shot at you but you can see the little livestock pen that's just inside this main thing and you can see the broad floor of the cavern stepping out from the dim light at the edge of your light spell into the cavern uh, smiling at you is one of these dark purple skinned figures Uh, she is not carrying a crossbow at least she's not carrying a crossbow in her hand she smiles at you Uncle Buggy and she raises a hand towards you and she starts to utter some kind of strange incantation you're doomed at the same time and you kind of feel Uncle Buggy the dust of the cavern floor starts to kind of spiral and uh, jigger around near your feet you've got and you can feel the kind of pressure in your inner ear 
like there's some kind of energy or some kind of force or something working its way into the cavern around you or near you. That's the first thing that happens. Second thing that happens is that Parker, you can see up with your dark vision into the cavern that Bugraft, you know, has run through. You can see this stream and you can hear the rippling of water. You hear uh, a displacement of water. You hear something, you hear the sound of something emerging from the water and you hear a slithering sound and a large uh, serpentine figure appears. You see it emerge from the pool and start to work its way over the floor and over the stream towards where you're standing. It's uh, a dark skinned, it's like a giant snake, but with a with a weird kind of elongated triangular head with a, with a giant forked tongue, um, a kind of beetle brow, glowing eyes. It hisses at you and it, and it extends the tip of its snake tail at you and it fires a lightning bolt at you, Parker, and we will find out about the lightning bolt and about the weird spell and about the strange figure in the cavern next week. We're doomed. We're doomed. We'll this find out how fast people can run back across Yellow Mole. The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Hall of Harsh Reflections and Age of Worms are copyright by The Hall of Harsh Reflections was written by Jason Bullman. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening.